Hello and welcome to Medium of the Month. I am the host, as always, Holden Hintz, here and joined by a dear and near friend, Travis McGehee. How's it going today, Holden, on this fine Friday? It is going very fine, very Friday vibes going on. Uh, thank you so much for being on here with me. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking me to come talk about music. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I like music. Yes, yes. I So in the medium of the month, I'm trying to cover all the nine mediums of the How to Waste Your Time main show. And eventually I had to get through music and I figured, hey, Travis is a big music nerd. He knows a lot about music. And yeah. I want to show him something. I want him to show me something. So I'm I'm very glad Dude, you accepted. I'm so excited to hear how you felt about what I picked for you. Because like I I was just scrolling through your your playlist, you know, and uh, and I was like, you know, he likes some weird stuff. I'm gonna throw something really weird at it. <laughs> so I can't I can't wait. Yes, you did throw something a little weird at me, but that's okay. I, I'm okay with the weird stuff. I like um, off the beaten path. Um, I, 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 I tried not to give you something too weird, but still something that at least I felt like was in your ballpark as well. Because um, I, was, I was listening to a few of my uh, musical tastes that I like, and then I figured um, this would be uh, good for you. So rather than just teasing it, I'll go ahead and tell the audience uh, what we recommended to each other. Um, so I recommended to Travis um, the album Four Arrows, Four of Arrows, by the band Great Grandpa. And he recommended me Sensuous. Sensuous, yeah. Sensuous by Cornelius. Um, so we'll start off with first uh, Great Grandpa. And we'll kind of have a listen along with the audience. We'll play some music, talk over it, and then uh, kind of talk about what we heard what we liked what we didn't like etc and then um move on about the halfway point to the other album uh so first things first we haven't talked to each other about opinions on either one of these uh so let's start with uh, four of arrows uh, what did you think as a as a broad perspective or broad opinion on the album as a whole it's all right it's all okay. right it's not uh it's a little more like rootsy or like it's a little more grungy than something i would normally listen to totally. uh but there are absolutely elements in there that i really dig and uh you know that's that's kind of what i picked in my timestamps uh is is the stuff that i really did vibe with so yeah there there was some so there were some songs in there that i will definitely continue to listen to in the future which i think is really the kind of the mark you're looking for yeah, no, for sure. Yeah, I again, like you are a, a kind of a hard book to read when it comes to the musical landscape. Uh, so I, I kind of just, I had a few different things in mind. I was like, do I want to kind of take that um, more emo Midwest route that I'm, I'm used to you talking about, or should I kind of venture out a little bit towards something a little bit more uh, grungy like this? Uh, well, so growing up in the Seattle area, you know, uh, this is a, actually a Seattle band. Um, I was exposed to a lot of grunge, uh, and I definitely had my time with some of it. Like I was super into Nirvana for a while, for example, but like I never dug, uh, Pearl Jam. Like I actually, uh, really don't dig Pearl Jam, but then <laughs> like some, some, this reminds me more of like, a like a blind melon, 
you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, very it's definitely knowledge. it's more poppy than uh than like an Alice in Chains or or something like that, you know. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely feels very 90s. Yeah, but it's got the the way that they soak everything in delay. Um like a lot of the guitars are are kind of just have have this delay on it. Uh is definitely I think a big departure from uh from that like more 90s sound, the way that they utilize it. Um that's a couple of the things I picked like are just for for that good delay sound. Uh, okay. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. get what you're saying. You're saying on the guitars, like how it's almost yeah. like a reverb. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, they they really like the the combo of the uh, the whammy bar and and the delay, which uh, when I played guitar a lot was a combo that I really vibed with. And something I've found about music as uh, as I've you know gotten older and really tried to dissect why my tastes are the way they are. Uh, a lot of things I like are like things that I would have, you know, played or like in the style of something I would have done when I played a lot of music. Uh, so, which makes sense, right? But like, it's fine. I wish somebody had told me what post rock was when I was writing post rock. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that's for sure. It it definitely is something that you have to kind of do your own studies to determine what what something is you know what what, what makes it this you know mm-hmm. um so for for you you know where does this like rate for you on like a a larger scale of of albums is this just some like a more recent album that you've been really into it's what 2019 yeah tw- it's a tw- four barrels is from 2019 uh yeah i didn't i think i don't discover great grandpa until that year um i'm not even sure exactly how i'm sure digger played on on something and i was like oh okay this is cool and um i like a lot of their other stuff this album's really good too and i almost saw them live in person when we went down to phoenix but they they canceled that concert it was in march of 2020 so it was like right before mm-hmm. everything started to mm-hmm. shut down so they canceled that concert they're like oh we're, we're gonna cancel some of our tour you know and this is one of the ones that has to cancel something like, oh it's unfortunate because i would have loved to see them live because they seem like such a good energy band to see live yeah but uh yeah it didn't end up happening unfortunately but well, I, um, bet, I bet uh you could come up here to see them sometime probably in uh in in a pretty intimate venue i, I bet so you, you should do that we'll go yeah no for sure if you'd be down to go i do i do really like this stuff i, I think they're um kind of almost melancholy in a way and uh, yeah enjoyable. definitely definitely wistful but also like in a fun way yeah yeah for sure okay well without any more teasing we're gonna play the uh opening track uh dark green water we're gonna have to pick up around the um two minute mark and kind of just jump everyone in the middle of the song to kind of get a, get a feel for it and we'll, we'll, we'll write it out and talk over the top of it uh let i i'll point it before you start it i'll point out one thing i want you to listen for is when everything comes back in really loudly there's there's a there's this like tremolo like like heavy picking going on in the background kind of quietly that's just like mm, so good okay i will listen out for that all right so this is dark green water by great grandpa i said you go 
So this is kind of the main chorus that plays over, uh, repeats a few different times. Yeah, it's got really good harmonies. But I really like this shift here, the the kind of change in the note progression here. It's very Weezer-y. Oh yeah, totally Weezer-ish, that vamp. Another thing I'm a sucker for is when everything cuts out and then just one piece comes back in. Yeah, that's, that's always nice. Like it's, it's good on the ears. I love the kind of like just noise, like the chaotic noise that kind of just... The uh, day, day in the life Beatles. Totally. Life in a pure sense. Hold on, best I can to a space where this like giant sounding guitar in the background. Yeah, it slams. They do a good job of mixing the acoustic guitar uh, in with the the electric instruments. Yeah, I and I I love her voice is almost like an instrument. It's so twangy, like it's got yeah the way she twists range. she twists her syllables too. Yeah, like purposefully yeah. in a cool way. And, and so this track is the opener to the album, and like me listening to this for the first time, I was like, okay, yeah, we're kind of in for something like. I don't know, different because to me that just that's that's a little bit off the beaten path of like stuff that I normally listen to, and so I I really enjoyed hearing a uh, just just something so like disjointed and disorganized to come together to make something so almost like a, a beautiful mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so great grandpa. They, I, I think something that they do well is. That, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I I feel like I hear Alanis Morissette like if she had like a little bit more of like a um a, a twingy more like uh, adventurous band uh, behind her, it would be produce something like this. And, I, and maybe I'm doing a disservice to Alanis Morissette, but I th- I feel like there's definitely some parallels between. No, I, the I, I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, and that's that's something that I I draw a. A, a love for in this band because it's it's a five-piece band and um the only female is the singer so i feel like she brings such a powerful like feminine energy just from her her vocals alone and like it it adds so much to to the music that otherwise just wouldn't be the same if it was a male vocalist it just it wouldn't give you the same feeling or the right i don't know the words wouldn't get across the same i think mm-hmm. um because i i definitely like some of the lyricism here and especially in uh 
uh, we'll, we'll jump to uh, Treat Jar because I really like that song a lot. And uh, some uh, of. Oh, yeah, I have there. a specific lyric called out uh, in my note on this song. So, but it's not actually in the part I pulled out. But No, no worries. Um, so we'll probably play a couple minutes of this. Uh, I'll start it off around the. Um, I mean, if you're going to play for a couple minutes, you might as well just start at the beginning. Yeah, it's only a couple minute long song. So, yeah, I'm going to start at uh, zero zero and then we'll, we'll play probably to like two twenty. And because uh, that's that's basically yeah. the, the full range of the song. All right. So this is Treat Jar. Come on, man. This 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 feels 90s. Oh, the oh, yeah, like so, so much. I, I'm here. I'm just here for the pre-chorus. Yeah. Yeah, this this is the part. Yeah, so good. And then like the chorus is almost like eighties. I don't know, it just, just it's it's so like simplistic, you know? It's also, but like, like Baruch Assault, like, you know, uh, Slater Kenny, the Seattle girl power band. Right. What is she saying right there? <laughs> Perpendicular to uh, your space. Oh, I really thought she was saying, I should have known what to expect when dicking with your space. <laughs> she does say it really fast. There's a lot of syllables in a, in a short uh, area. <laughs> That's my line right there. You'll have to make your own coffee now. I don't That's know. That hits, that hits me some kind of way. That's funny. That's that, I literally wrote down that same exact line. Yeah. All right, so that's pretty much the uh, embodiment of Treat Jar. Um, yeah, th- definitely there's there's something very cryptic about uh, perpendicular to my space, or she also says perpendicular to your space. She just says both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think kind of the, the gist of the song is like, uh, I mean, we, we touched on the line, you're going to have to make your own coffee now. It, 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 it's basically, you know, telling someone to be self-dependent and uh, stop asking so much of me asking make, making me be the one to take care of you and the, i don't know it, again something very nostalgic feeling about a song that came out in 2019 yeah no i it is very 90s you're right yeah no i i i like the uh that's I, it's definitely one of my favorite great grandpa tracks and uh i think something that would be easy to overlook so what's your what's your feeling on uh mgmt 
Uh, so MGMT, like the electronic band, right? I mean, yeah, they they got big for what kids and electric feel and faded to pretend. Uh, yeah, I I can't but, say I've listened to too much of their stuff. Uh, so I think- then their their second album. It's called Congratulations, and it's basically just a psychedelic rock album from the 70s. Like, it really, it really just is, but with a little bit of modern influence. And, like, I love it for that. And so I totally, I totally vibe with, with, uh, what, what you're digging on about this, you know? Yeah, for sure. I think I listened to their, uh, they had a 2018 album called Little Dark Age. And I think when that came out in 2018, I was like, oh, let me check this out. And I was like, hmm, this is all right. Yeah, I actually haven't listened to that. I, I should. Sometime. Yeah, it was it was fine. It, it it did the job for me. But um, I, I could see in some of there, there's definitely some 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 parallels. And they, they bring in a lot of different sound. They even have a, a like an, a just purely instrumental track on this album. And um I think they they do things that they want to do, and that's that's what I like about Great Grandpa is they don't really have an overhead, so I think they just produce the music that they want to produce, and it's not something that anyone's requesting of them. Yeah, I was reading, uh, and this album took like six months, and it was recorded in like three different houses. Wow, I feel like that's pretty quick. I mean, I felt- a lot of a, a lot a lot of albums are recorded in a weekend. Oh, I still feel like I, 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 something about this, it, it, it feels like it took longer than six months. So I, I feel like it just like, it feels like the accumulation of like years of like all the towns together. So, but I, I know what you're saying. It, yeah. Some are just thrown together. And this is definitely something that feels a little bit more uh, of a patient um, production. All right, so we're going to move on to your third track, uh, Mostly Here. And I don't... So the, 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 uh, I, don't... I just wanted to start at the beginning. Uh, go ahead. As I say, I don't remember this track super well off of its title. I know I've heard... This, I've listened to this album like three or four times, but I don't um, remember how this goes. How far into the song would you like to listen to? Uh, not, uh, just like a minute and a half. It's really the like... the my note here just says i'm a sucker for delay soaked whammy bar there's a lot on the album but this is my favorite okay Um, cool so and it comes in right away all right all right we'll start off at zero zero and listen for a couple minutes of mostly here by great grandpa Yeah, you can definitely hear that. You can do some really fun stuff with a whammy bar and a delay pedal. The Pink Floyd. Yeah, it almost feels like it has like a sleepy vibe to it. Yep. That's what that kind of delay gives you. It's like it, it's a dreamy, like dream, yeah. And so it fits with this, uh, the theme of the song, I would say. Yeah, for sure. And this part kind of hits like a truck. Yeah, just the heavy drone. 
Crazy. Like I said, I've listened to this album at least four or five times now, and this—it feels like I'm listening to this song for the first time again. Just like visualizing it with a different purpose, you know. Yeah, I feel my hand on the whammy bar every time the whammy. I'm also a sucker for closing songs of the album because they typically have like a closing feel. Um, and I guess that's a thing I like. So this is, that's another reason I really like this one. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It definitely feels like uh, time to wrap things up, go home. Absolutely. Closing time, semi phonic. So look at me, no signs which you're missing. I'm, uh, I'm interested to know what track you picked. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's mostly here. Um, I really like that one a lot. Um, yeah, my... you were getting sucked into it there. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I said I'd only play like a minute and a half, but I was like, oh, this is this is hypnotic. Uh, yeah, the, the track that I picked was a is a little bit more m- m- melodic than that because I I think the reason why I overlooked mostly here is because it, it it doesn't it's not very harmonious. Like it's just kind of almost like an eclectic uh, group of like electric guitar with like. A kind mm-hmm. of a sleepy, dreamy vibe, but like you said, I guess that's that's the purpose of it, and so I I should value that a little bit more than I think I have been. I mean, you come to you come to music for different things at different times, you know. So now you'll know that this is there for you. Yeah, no, no doubt. I I definitely think uh, something to look out for is is closing tracks on albums like this because I you're, you're so right that this is. A perfect fit for the number 11 of a 11 song album i mean i i don't want to jump the gun here but on our other album also the the closing song is an absolutely perfect closing song i mean it's called sleep warm you know <laughs> yeah 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 um okay so the track that i selected uh because we each get to bring one of our own to the album that we gave to each other uh, I selected English Garden, and something about English Garden mm-hmm, is mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. super. I don't know, almost like fairy like. Like it just reminds me of like some kind of fantastical like. Um, I don't know. I, I love I love the lyrics for it, but but there's such like a, there's like this melodic walk to look out for, and um, I think uh, I think you listeners at home will enjoy this piece a little bit yourselves. So I'm gonna play English Garden uh, right from the start. And play it for about a, a minute fifty-five. So this is English Garden by Great Grandpa. Yeah, I think immediately you hear like I believe it's a banjo, so you kind of get that folksy vibe right away. So 
This part right here is like the fantastical, like it, it, it'll repeat right before the, the chorus, that pre-chorus kind of uh Yeah, they riff. changed the like mode of the key a little bit. Oh yeah. A little bit of the strings. Yeah, that violin is so nice. Finger plucking, I love I love good acoustic finger plucking. Yeah, I I just found that that guy, that Mulberry Mouse guy with Alan Gogol. I don't mm -hmm. know if you checked that out when I posted it. Um, finger style guitarist who invented like a new way of playing guitar. That's you cool. Check that out for yeah. sure. That's, that sounds really interesting. All right, and then the chorus repeats after that. Um, but I, I mean that that like kind of melodic walk that that happens right before with like the violin is just such a uh, earworm. It's just such a nice like repeating tune, and again, it adds to that kind of like fantasy element that I I really enjoy about this track specifically. And then there's some lyrics uh, here that I wanted to point out. Uh, it, it almost is like it, the, I feel like some of these lyrics could be read like slam poetry because it's just like uh, and I'll, I'll read them to you it's tried to run these hands long this time but lost at the edges of the range wise enough to know the difference but not enough to make the subtle change softly strange ugly reigns and something like deeply disturbing about that is like it almost makes me think of like a time traveler, you know, like being able to run in space and like dipping their hands down into like a nebula or something, you know, just something super like psychedelic and hypnotic about it and, and fantastical, you know, beyond this realm of normalcy. And that's what I really enjoyed about great grandpas. They've kind of been that, that escape in my mind. Nice. Well, that's, that's awesome. So, uh, as you should know, we always rate everything out of 100. So, this is the ratings time. If you had to give Four of Arrows by Great Grandpa a rating out oh. of 100, what would you give it? Uh, 78. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm absolutely good with that. Yeah, I think, I think 78 is completely reasonable. I think there's enough there to, to warrant that. It, it, it's a good album, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if I had to give Four of Arrows a rating, I probably would give it in, I'd say an 86. I feel like uh, I'm a little bit hotter on it than you, obviously. But uh, I definitely will admit that not every song can be played uh, 
at the right time. And even like I, I've listened to the song Bloom by them and I feel like I, I don't even feel like it's their song. Like I feel like I've heard it before, but it, I looked it up and I tried to find out like Bloom song, but it was not I couldn't find it. But it was, it was weird. Like it had like this weirdly like either that means that the song's like not a very original track or it is a cover or they just are able to make a song sound instantly nostalgic. I just totally feel like I've heard it before. Hmm. Bizarre, but I still think it's a great album. Yeah. Uh, did you know that you had heard Cornelius before this? Um, uh, good, good segue. Uh, I, I didn't when I, the very first thing I did when you gave me this recommendation, I was just like, ah, uh, who is Cornelius? Because <laughs> I I wasn't entirely sure. So then I looked it up and I realized that um, he chose the name Cornelius based off of well I think it's in his bio on Spotify, but based off of uh, Planet of the Apes. Yep. And, and um, it's it was uh, I think I listened to it first probably, and I just was like trying to make sense of what I was hearing. But he's Japanese, and so a lot of it has that uh, kind of Japanese. Um, like late nineties or middle thousands vibe. I, I liked. Um... So he did the the song that the Katianagi twins play in Scott Pilgrim. Really? Yeah, I had no yes. idea. Yes. So you had heard that was what I was saying. You had heard Cornelius before this, actually. Uh, assuming you've seen that movie. Yeah, I did a whole uh, section of it on how to waste your time. That's what Ta- I thought. Yeah. Um. So, so they it, when I went to the fans also like I recognized the Fishmans, which is kind of like this like jazzish type of like late nineties popish type music, and I and I really like their their sound too. So I was like, okay, I think I can vibe with this. Uh, yeah. I hope you never listen to any of this with only one headphone. Uh, is like <laughs> the number one thing that I realized I absolutely needed to tell you when I sent you this album was like, hey. Never listen to this with only one headphone because it it uh, the sound ping pongs back and forth between each ear on every single track. Yeah, it's really so important. I, I listened in the car. I think the first time, which is like stereo ish. It's and okay. Then, yeah. And then I listened with just one earbud in at work, uh, which is <laughs> <laughs> which left me I think a little confused because I think like I bet some of the audio it, dips out. Oh, you're missing half of it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, th- there's a lot of places where like, uh, so in mixing, a lot of times you'll have one guitar mixed into one headphone and another guitar mixed into the other headphone, right? right. And in this, instead of that, it's like one note from a guitar line is in one headphone and then the next note that happens in the same riff is in the other headphone. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I didn't, and then I think the third time I actually had headphones on, singing from my computer, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, this is this is very different. It is like you said, ping ponging back and forth, and it totally changes the way that you kind of absorb the music." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and at times I almost use music lightly because it's this like we've kind of hinted at. It's not super conventional, you know. It, it is different. There are maybe like two more conventional songs on right. here, maybe three, like, I guess you could say beep it and like music are 
pretty conventional ish as far as like within the realms of this album. But yeah, I yeah. know that you said you picked uh, one of your tracks is Toner, which uh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, like I'm very glad because that's yeah, that's certainly not a traditional song. I mean, it almost sounds like an ad for Toner. Yeah, no, Toner is is so special, and I think there's uh, something weird about me, but I love like office noises. So I love like when I hear like a stapler clicking in a uh, like in a song or like when you're able to take like conventional rhythms and put them into a a format that they're all collected and it sounds like a, something harmonious. That for me, it, it gets me and I, I love it every time like scissors cutting like a because I kind of I kind of mm. hear music in everyday things like mm. like the dishwasher, you know, like I can kind of make a rhythm out of the, the pattern that the dishwasher is like swishing the water around it. So toner speaks to me. Man, I should have sent you Animal Collective. I no. I do like Animal Collective. At least I've I've heard of them, so I've, I like some of their stuff. Um, all right, so let's go. Uh, we're gonna listen to Toner in its entirety. Um, it is only a minute and a half, so listen to the whole thing. Um, and it it is I don't know, it's a treat. So this is Toner by Cornelius. This part's almost like Zelda-like. Oh man, I'm getting like first song here. And I love like almost like it's like a waiting tone that goes behind like while something's being printed out. Yeah, it's actually it has very Wii vibes. Totally. Uh, the, the sounds actually very Wii vibe. Holy crap. Yeah, this could definitely be something on like Wii Play. Yeah. And this is we're, print, we're printing something. I think I'm going to export this in, uh, in mono and not in stereo, so I'm sorry for everyone listening along. Yeah, because it's fading from left to right and now back from right to left. Could just let it roll into the next one. <laughs> That's uh, one thing I like about this album is the way it rolls into each other. Um, yeah, no, that that, uh, that is nice. So I missed out. Uh, if actually I do, I do want to talk a little bit. Um. Uh, my friends saw the saw this at Coachella. They performed this album front to back with a like synced video performance. Um. That's cool. And I unfortunately did not make it into the venue that day, so I didn't get to see it. But we listened to this album like, I don't know, six or seven times on the way home from California because we drove down there, a uh, bunch of us. And uh, I mean, yeah, this album's stuck with me since then. You know, it's been 14 years and I still still pull this out pretty frequently. So, yeah, no, it's definitely it's crazy that it came out in 2006. It definitely sounds like something more. I, I don't know. I just remember back in 06, I, I wasn't listening to anything like this. Granted, I was 10 years old, so I, my my little brain couldn't comprehend music that's off the beaten path like this. 
but uh, I, and I think I might have not even appreciated it at that age either. Just oh kind yeah, of definitely, off, you know? definitely not. Yeah, totally not. I mean, I I definitely this is the kind of stuff I try and play more of around my daughter, so that this is like, so that she's open to this weird stuff. Yeah, just something that isn't what you're gonna hear on the radio. Isn't something that's going to immediately be like, uh, oh. Yeah, but, but turn that up. This is a this is a banger. You know, toner is not a banger, but it it is something special. It's really really right. special to me. I think it's probably my favorite track on the album, just because it is short, but it builds on something beautiful and it builds on an experience. We've all been there, sitting waiting for something to finish printing, and uh, whether it's you know ten pages or one page on the very slow printer or whatever it is, we've all been there before. And so this kind of like elevator waiting song for something to finish printing is just like a, a genius idea and i loved it immediately once i heard it well that's awesome i'm really glad to hear that i was kind of yeah. yeah i was kind of surprised when you said that was one that you had picked i was like oh toner that, that's a good pick but I would, yeah but but having you explain it it makes sense yeah i i don't i don't love every song on this album some stuff i think is a little too uh disjointed for me um but uh, I do, I do like a lot, a lot about it, and uh, a lot of different areas. Um, we'll we'll go through my uh, three picks, and then we'll circle back, and we'll we'll choose the one yeah. that I wanted to listen to. Uh, so my next song that I chose was "Gum," um, and I and I I like "Gum" because it's 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 very much it's a stacking song. You know, it feels like you're adding on almost like Jenga layers, right? You just keep on like building up your Jenga tower, and, and it create something like uh, very powerful and on this one it's mostly the vocals that ping pong back and forth uh less so the instruments all right if so i I'm remember st- correctly i'm gonna start yeah. off gum at about 25 seconds and let it play for uh about two minutes so this is gum by cornelius So the song totally opens up, you know, right at that point. Got the the chugging bass. I mean, there's multiple basses playing on this song, obviously. Right. But it definitely so feels dope. like it could be something found on, like, Fury Road. Yeah. But the... What is that guy named? The Doof? Or uh, the guy who plays guitar? On, right. On Fury Road. Are we going to go to the part where it really breaks down? Of course. Awesome. Yeah, and I and I looked up the lyrics of this song, uh, just trying to make sense of kind of what he might be saying, and I couldn't find anything conclusive. It, everything it almost looked like he was saying names more than anything. Yeah. But but it's almost it's I mean, more just like single syllables. Yeah. It's, right. It's just it's almost just there as like another instrument, another sound. Totally. It just feels like onomatopoeias more than anything. I mean, because the left ear is just saying ah over and over again for a while, it sounds like, you know. It might be saying gum. Yeah. Here we go, though. Oh, no, it's not quite yet. That's right. It's been a while since I really sat down and listened to this.
that's my shit. <laughs> that's like, that's my shit, dude. That's like, uh, reminds me of some Melt Banana, which is a Japanese hardcore band. Um, yeah, just I really dig that part of the song. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love that. I wrote down that the the, the breakdowns like brilliant chaos. Like it just it just feels almost like how your brain feels when you're just kind of so frustrated with something you just want to scream, you know. And it and it's so funny because the song's so kind of monotonous, right? It just kind of keeps building and building, and it, it's uh, very much like a repetitive uh, and chord. and chugging. I mean, chugging I would definitely sure. it's it it absolutely it's just a it's a chugger. But yeah. like a lot of what I listen to is the same part played over and over again. So yeah, that's right. my thing almost. And so I so I definitely like that about Gum, and then the breakdown happens and then they immediately kind of regroup themselves and go right back into the thick of it as if like that never happened. And so I thought that was just kind of a powerful, like, um, return to form almost. Yeah. That's a perfect description. Like it never happened. Yeah. Gum, gum was special the first time listening to it as well, just cause I, again, it exceeded my expectations. You know, it continually made me, uh, think, Oh, this album might be different than I think it is, you know, cause this is already six tracks in. And I'm just like, huh. After the the total detuning of the strings at the beginning of the first song, and you're like, what am I getting into? Like, right. That's <laughs> I love that moment on the album. Like detuning the strings literally so low that they're like not making notes anymore. They're just doing the the like door stopper sound almost. <laughs> right, right. And that's that's the thing, is it definitely is like it's pushing the envelope for especially anyone who's hasn't listened to this kind of genre of you know what what can be collected and and listened to and played and uh and i think the next the next song music is like you said it is something a little bit more melodic it does have more of a traditional and parentheses sound but it's got uh, a it's got a thesis statement for god's sake Uh, i mean we need music yes yes um and uh, I translated some of the lyrics for this, so I'll share some of them at the end of it. But we'll play. Oh, awesome! That's we'll awesome. play about uh, three minutes of music. Big Animal Crossing vibes at the start of the song. Uh, KK Slider, yeah, absolutely. how clean the bass is on like on some tracks it's super muddy but here it's like it's really crisp yeah no i i I love a good electric bass and just the sliding on it and and the bass notes going in the space between the guitar chords right A little bit of bass plucking too, which is nice. And those harmonies. Yeah, I mean, obviously this is just like a beautiful sounding song. Like, this feels like something that would be like at the end of an anime. And it'd just be like someone walking down a very like peaceful street that like well the sun is shining on them and just like hanging out with their friends. Like even if the anime is not about that, 
like this feels like the perfect place to throw it yeah or like uh yeah that or like the beach episode like or yeah uh mm, that's a that's a great call it does have exactly those vibes says we need music and then he just straight up gives you some music i've tried to find video of that performance from coachella and i've never been able to but my friends talk about it in like you know hushed tones of legend right we all we all saw daft punk together and they they hold this performance up near that one that's wild they were also on mushrooms so who knows (laughs) all right so then the song kind of proceeds with the more more of the same but uh I, i love that kind of breakdown right after claiming that we need music he just gives you like a minute of just straight music and like does something different than the rest of the song. And so I, I really like that, that big push. Um, in the second verse uh, that we heard in Japanese, I translated some of it. And he says, the kite flew floating in the sky above the clouds. West wind rides softly across the world, across the border. And I think that's like a, a powerful like statement to say uh, about music. Like the kite is the, um metaphor for music saying that it doesn't matter the the country of origin or the lyrics you know we're here in america and we're doing a podcast about them you know and so like he wants music to transcend all borders and all boundaries and i definitely think uh that's what he's doing here i mean there's only two things that really do i think and it's music and math and in some <laughs> ways in some ways music is math yeah um, yeah, for sure. It definitely heals all. Uh, Brian will like to hear that. Yes, yes. He will. He will finally. He'll finally. He'll have a, like a score tracker, and he'll mark down one for math, and, and then <laughs> and then music will have like fifty. But at least math now has one. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. A great song, and it's it's not the very last track, but it definitely it's the second to last, and it, and it adds like something that you don't hear in most of the other tracks is something like very melodic and, and soft and, um, with a song structure. Right. Yes. Yes. I mean, definitely I some guess, structure. I guess gum has kind of had a, eh, no, not really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it, 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 it has something, obviously my, my ears tend to lean towards something a little bit more structured. Cause I'm not, um, so used to hearing something kind of, uh, de or something kind of broke down a little bit more. Uh, but I, I've been ex- experimenting getting into more of that with like acid jazz and getting into like more of that uh, that stuff that's more free flowing, just letting myself enjoy it instead of like forcing myself to kind of he- hear something bigger behind it. You know, you'll have to let me give you some more recommendations. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, so then now we will move on to the track that you brought to the table here, and that is Watari Dori. 
which is the fifth track in the album. Yeah, this is the one that's on my daughter's like sleep time playlist. Yeah, this is what I, I ugh, this this song really just gets me. Cool. So we'll play from zero zero and play probably about the first two minutes of this of the track. But there's a moment at one ten. That's what we're here for. About one oh eight, actually. Okay, this is Watari Dori by Cornelius. And I think this song like benefits almost the most from the the panning between headphones on the album. Yeah. So deep apologies to those listening at home. <laughs> Oh, anybody interested, it's on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Go, go check it out. It's available for your ears. I mean, I don't. I listen to podcasts with one headphone in almost all the time, so I, I don't blame you, buddy. So, like, the guitar is climbing every time. Right. And at 108 is where it finally, like, gets to where it's going. Oh, it was right there. mm. But the way, yeah, it just, like, is ascending throughout that first part and stops before it gets there, goes back down to the bottom, climbs a little higher, and then, yeah, when it finally gets there and kicks into the rest of the song, it's just, mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, big big chef's kiss moments all around here. I ever noticed the particular way in which the guitars are delayed on top of each other here and so cool yeah that little like 808 beat behind it like is so like nice and like different you know it, it adds such like a, a flavor to the song and yeah and it's so like kind of syncopated it definitely doesn't hit on the one in the four where you would normally expect it to you know right yeah definitely offbeat this is my favorite song on the album for sure. Yeah, no, I, I definitely really like that. Um, and I, I even just Googled what is Watari Dori? What does that mean in English? And that is migratory bird. Mm. And, and I can kind of see those vibes that it definitely feels yeah. like a bird that is traveling and and kind of voyaging onward you know you kind of hear that through through his symbolic music way yeah i i totally thanks for looking that stuff up man i really appreciate that yeah no doubt i i mean thanks for showing me this album because i definitely feel like as a whole it's, it is different like we just heard in watari dori it's something that is in unconventional likely music it's, it's just kind of sound building and building and, and vamping and and ramping up but um I think you're low-key genius for like exposing your daughter to this because I think if you're able to fall asleep to something like this, I think you're able to recognize, you know, what is truly is like the, the heart of music. Like what, what, what is something that 
I mean, you don't even have to think, is this, is this music? You just hear it and you know, like, oh, this is, this is powerful. You know, this is something that uh, can create peace. You know, it can make me feel emotions that uh, I wouldn't get from something with maybe lyrics or something that it has it like screaming down your face, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Hmm. You're good. You're, you're good at this, Holden. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, I love music and it's, I love uh, being exposed to to more stuff because I honestly I don't think I would have found Cornelius if it wasn't for you. So thank you for sharing this album with me. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll say, you know, if you ever had the opportunity to go to a music festival, uh, you know, we never would have found Cornelius if we didn't go to that festival. Um, and uh, so if you like going to festivals is a great way to expose yourself to things you might not have found before so yeah go ahead, get out and go to a festival if you ever have the opportunity and covid is uh you know not a concern uh boy yeah i mean festivals should be coming back soon i mean i know we we have a day in vegas that's coming back i think it's september here in vegas so i'll definitely uh keep my ears and eyes open for something cool and different well awesome all right uh, ratings your, oh my score first uh i mean uh, I, since since you gave it to me i'll give i'll give my rating first um just so i don't let your your uh very, probably very positive influence my rating um i i think overall i'm gonna give it the the grady i'm gonna give it the 80 the eight zero i think it, i think this is truly a, a great album um i think it did take me like i said i've listened to this album about four times now it did take me a few listens through to kind of understand what I was listening to. Cause like you said, at first the, the opening track kind of is like, Oh, okay. This is, this is different. Sensuous is something, uh, kind of get to get your ears tuned for. Um, but once you do, I think you can appreciate all those, um, melodic, uh, vamping and, and the layers that kind of make something beautiful. Yeah, yeah, I, I, music that takes a little work to understand, I think, is is ultimately, um, ends up higher on my my list, um, personally. Uh, like Animal Collective, I hated for a long time, man, and they're my favorite band now. <laughs> like, wow. Um. So, yeah, I I appreciate that you put in time that's kind of why i did pick something i would describe as a little bit more challenging because i knew that you had to listen to it right. um but i figured if you did that you would absolutely find things there that you really liked and so i'm glad i'm glad you did yeah no doubt uh, 87 okay i like it i like it yeah so we're we're about the same we're about as close to as hot as uh on each other's recommendations and as well on our own so um i th- i think we found a mutual understanding of uh, each other's music taste it was nice cuz now we now we can take it a step further and uh start DMing each other uh, little things like oh this reminds me of this mhm absolutely excellent well thank you for uh being on with me Travis um i i really appreciate um you being here and uh, if you haven't heard Travis McGee's voice before uh that's because you haven't listened to draft punks which is obviously one of my all-time favorite podcasts uh, i've been a guest on there two times so could you please share us a little bit about what draft punks is and maybe even the bigger community of draft punks uh yeah draft punks is a podcast where we pick a new topic each week and we have three regular hosts and a guest typically from the community uh 
that draft five items each from that topic in a snake draft and talk about them. Mostly it's an excuse to talk about things that we love. Uh, but, and the other, the other reason it exists is because, uh, of the great community that, uh, has kind of formed around it. Um, we've got a discord that we'd love for anybody to join. Uh, and we try to, we try to promote friendly, but also socially conscious vibes, you know? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, definitely. we're not a no politics kind of place um, because we wear on our sleeves the things that we won't stand for. Right. Um, and the fact that we get support in that, um, I think, is part of what makes the community such a welcoming uh, and happy place. Yeah, no doubt. I, that's one of my favorite things about Draft Punks is the Draft Punks Discord. Uh, and if you don't even have a Discord or know what it is, it's just kind of like a. Uh, Skype group chat, but with uh, different rooms to talk about different things, and it, it's just a great community of people. And I, I've I've enjoyed my time there. I always enjoy interacting with the the different people and uh, doing little game meetups and playing games on the regular with you guys. And so I am I'm very honored to have you on the show with me, Travis. I appreciate you making some time out for Medium of the Month. Absolutely. All right. Thank you for listening to some music with me and Travis. Uh, You all have a blessed and great day. Thank you for listening to Medium of the Month. Medium. Medium of the month. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.